A new intro. What? Uh, this is going to come out before the recording that we just did uh, for Canada. But um, yeah, I forgot to put audio on the intro until like 30 seconds before we were going to start that episode. And then I chose the first one I found, which uh, is reminiscent of YouTube intros from 2011 to 2014. It was a little bit Zoella. It felt very Zoella. It felt very um, OG Colleen Ballinger, Miranda Sings. Glozell. It felt very Glozell. Um, and I love all of these women. So honestly, it's fine with me. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the, co- the currently unnamed podcast where we put the T in reality and you can always come to us first to quench your thirst. I'm Logan Murphy, a say something gay, gay, uh, and uh, I am drinking coffee, shocker, it's not the morning anymore for me actually, it just hit noon, uh, but we're drinking coffee out of a pancake mug, because pancakes are good. And I believe it was American poet laureate, Shangela Laquifa Wadley, who once famously said, Laquifa, where your hoes at? And I'm drinking a protein shake because I forgot to drink this earlier. Who the fuck are you? And I'm, um, I'll tell you what I am, Logan. I'm really fucking tired. Bitch, <laughs> I'm Eris Envy, your punk rock Harry Mary Fairy, all the way from York. I already said what I'm drinking. You know what? It's been a long day. Vaga. Vaga. I would love Vag. some right now, but... We are talking about Drag Race Philippines, Drag episode Philippines. three, Pop, Pop Off day. This, we were talking before we started recording, I think we both agree this is at least one of, if not our favorite girl group challenges ever. It was really good. It was like, spectacular. And regardless of how the judging was done, I thought both teams did really good. I thought... For the most part, everyone did good in this challenge, except for two people. And shocker, those two were in the bottom. So, but yes, we are going to dive right in. We start this episode, Corazon is gone. Oh, Corazon. And in, the, queen. and in her own words and her mirror message, at least she's not the pork shop. <laughs> she really said, fuck you, Prince, and fuck your drag. She really said, fuck you, Victoria Parker. She said, fuck you, Victoria Parker. Fuck you, Goffy Kendall. Fuck you, Juicebox. Fuck you, fuck you Black um, Ivana Vamp. Ivana Vamp. Oh, remember um, Ivana Vamp? I don't. Yeah. Um, Jojo Zaho. Jojo. Okay, Jojo Zaho was done day. Yeah, I agree. Who else? Who did we forget? Um, what's that Spanish Kendall. bitch called? Oh, um, La Macarena. La Macarena. Uh, I actually think it's the Macarena, but whatever. Um, and I'm sure we'll get some Swedish queen with the name Ekden 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 in a couple of months. We'll get we'll get a Swedish one, a Belgian one, a German one, a, a Mexican Brazilian. one, a Brazilian one. Can't wait. I was gonna say who was the first out of Queen of the Universe, but I think like five people got eliminated at the same time. <laughs> 
Whoever the yodeling bitch was. I know she wasn't first boot, but... Fuck that bitch. Exactly. Um, Mattress uh... Alex, or whatever she's called. Anyway... Uh, yeah, Cortezone is gone. Um, Gigi and Turing are both kind of like three girls that can sew in the bottom for the sewing challenge. What's happening? Three girls who can sew? What's happening? What's happening? I don't know. I what's think happening. what happened was the challenge was to make a dress using leaves. Oh, well, in, it wasn't exactly in like that. like eight but... hours, basically, yeah. or less. I mean, Probably it wasn't exactly less. to make it out of flowers, but most people did. And the people who did the most successful. Use majority like foliage and leafage, and the people that didn't went home. Yeah. So, um, where's the flowers? Here. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Gonna go down as one of my favorite host moments in the show. I think I I think I pulled the photo. I don't have it saved. Yet. Please, because her expression is gold. She's just like, oh. I'm like, what is this? Oh, I was like, what is this screen? This screenshot that I have saved? It's RuPaul. <laughs> I'm sorry, RuPaul with the spectacles. I love it. Um, I have other ones, but I don't remember. Anyway, uh, we go back to the workroom the next day, and I normally don't have anything like spectacular to talk about from the workroom, but there was a lot of stuff that happened before the mini challenge. Um, specifically, a lot of stuff, a lot of fabulous one-liners involving, uh, our love, Lady Morgana. Uh, Lady Morgana. Love you with feelings. Love you with um, feelings. Where she, she, she turns to Gigi and says, I guess koalas look ugly when they cry. <laughs> oh, poor When Gigi. I tell you, I screamed. They were letting Miss Gigi have it in the workroom this week, honestly. They were. Her inner saboteur was present and accounted for, and RuPaul was looking at her like this. Her outer saboteurs, and by that I mean everyone reading the fuck out of her was there as well. Literally. And then also Brigading, because guess what? We have more conversations about branding. Branding. There's more branding. Oh my god, we'll fucking talk about it. Ah. But um this episode on Drag Race Philippines, like three episodes in, I'm sold. Oh, hundred percent. This I, I told my roommate when we were watching this together, I was like, this is coming for Espana's place as the top franchise. Oh great. Like this like this is coming for the Spanish queens. And like when I was watching Drag Race France, for example, first few episodes of Drag Race France, I was really enamored, and then as it went on, I was, like, not as interested. Yeah. I'm hoping that doesn't happen with Philippines, and I hope he continued to get this quality, because it's such a good season so far. Yeah. Because right now, for me, it's, like, Espana's the top, and then, like, second through fourth is kind of, like, a mash between, like, Canada, France, and UK. Like, I don't really know where to put them all. And then it would it's honestly US. depend on the season. Yeah. I think I'd have to do, like, an individual season ranking as opposed to franchise as a whole i agree because like i because i love uk season one i love the queens on uk season one but i didn't love uk season one agreed um but anyway and then there's a lot of talk with brigading about being safe two weeks in a row more talk about fucking branding and then lady morgana 
once again, coming in with the one-liner, looks at Brigadine and says, you should only drink alcohol once you find a brand. She let her have it. She let her. Lady Morgana. When they do the reading challenge, Lady Morgana's going to win. I'm calling it right now. I bet. I, honestly, I bet. I love Lady Morgana. She's so funny. I, and if they do a roast, if we get I a roast don't. challenge, it's over for anyone who isn't Lady Morgana I don't in that moment. I think we know the other ones yet. I don't have any knowledge about what the other challenges are yet. But... Um, so we go to the mini challenge, and, you know, this is a recycled mini challenge. It's the roulection. Um, rank your fellow bitches. And I always love the way that these turn out. And this was no exception. This, this was, was drama. This was drama. This was shady as fuck. So they each get called individually into the workroom, and you have to rank your fellow queens first through ninth. Um, so I'm just going to go in order of who we have. We start with Brigadine, who rates Eva as eighth, uh, Silhouette is ninth, and Touring takes her number one spot. Uh, for Eva, Brigadine is last, and Precious Paula Nicole is second. Mm. Uh, the only one we see from Gigi is that Brigadine is seventh. For Morgana, she puts Turing in first and Brigadine in last. Uh, Marina puts a silhouette in sixth because she says if you triple it, you get six, six, six. If you triple it, you get 18, my love, but wait, no. Well, yeah. You do get 18. 18. You did math correctly <laughs> today, Harrison. <laughs> I was like, for a second, wait, no, do you get 16? I was like, well, that's eight times two. No. Um, Minty also put Brigadine in last. Touring also put Brigadine in last and then put Paula as her number one. Venus put Minty in eighth. Uh, Silhouette put Brigadine in ninth. Paula in first and Marina in eighth, to nobody's surprise. And Paula put Venus as her number one and Silhouette as her number nine because she just didn't believe it from silhouette which is like whatever what i will say is i was surprised how many people were putting touring as their number one because from what we have seen as viewers was just the first two episodes where touring has been safe bottom two if i'm right i might say low bottom no safe no, bottom, two. bottom two yeah but um, no she was high oh high she was bottom high two. for the so high bottom two, but then that lip sync performance. Yeah, because then we get to see what Turing can do in the performance challenges, and oh. it makes sense why everyone is terrified of her. Yes. Absolutely. I will say I was not shocked that uh, Brigadine was ranked low by everyone, just because I can tell she's kind of been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Mainly That's... the uh, Nectar girls. Yeah. So some of these were kind of surprising. So the overall rankings, we have Brigadine in last. Ninth place is Venus Deluxe, which honestly shocked me. I was shocked. And I too. know I know that Pow was like, well, if you see someone as competition, rank them low. But like, I didn't expect Venus to be that low. Me neither. Especially because who was it? Um, Paula put her as her number one. So she had at least one number one. I guess everyone just put her low otherwise. Um 
Seventh and eighth were a tie fittingly between Marina and Silhouette. Uh, sixth was Lady Morgana with Feelings. Fifth was Gigi Era. Fourth is Minty. Uh, taking the bronze spot was Eva. Second place was Touring. And the winner of the mini challenge is Precious Paul Nicole. I'm not surprised. Me neither. Okay, I do want to ask you though, who would be in your first spot as who you think the biggest competition is? And who would be 10th for you? Um, I think my number one, just based on everything we've seen so far, I think my number one, honestly, would be Minty. Mm. And then I think my bottom, that's difficult. For me, the top would either be Precious Paul and Nicole or Minty. Yeah. Because I feel like we've gotten the most out of them as, uh-huh. like, looking for looking as a threat in the competition. Uh-huh. I'm going to ask... At this point in the season, I probably would have ranked Silhouette low. And I love I Silhouette, and I think Silhouette has amazing drag, and I really love Silhouette's Instagram. But I think we've not gotten to see Silhouette's talents yet. I maybe, and I hate saying this because I like her as well, I maybe would have put Gigi as 10th, mm. because she also had not really been showing herself. Because I don't remember what her talent was. I'm going to be honest, I have no clue. And then she didn't, you know, she didn't finish her garment in the last episodes. Oh, she had a, Gigi had an original song. That's what it was. She had the fan. She had the fan machine. That's what she had. This bitch brought um, her own fan. That part. So we moved to the maxi challenge. It's the girl group challenge, which they've never done with 10 queens. And I have to say, I honestly really liked it. I did, because I like the group dynamics that allows... I like having this girl group challenge early in the season as well. Me like, too. I don't I'm, mind it being third episode or fifth episode. Absolutely. Um, so for winning the challenge, Precious Paul and Nicole is one of the team captains. And for being the most hated bitch, Brigadine is also the other team captain. Uh, we knew that was coming. Yeah. We knew that was going to happen. We've seen it. But, um... It's yeah, so the girl groups end up being uh, Pink Pussy Energy, which originally was Pussy Pink Energy, and I'm very happy Pow stepped in and was like, mm, adjective first. Adjective first. Adjective first. And so that is Paula. Wait, did you Alon- say adjective? Adjective. I thought it was called an adjective. Okay, that's I've probably just an accent thing. Uh, the D is kind of silent. At least in the way that I've heard it in my school experience. So in the UK we say adjective. Okay. Crazy. I think I think that's an accent thing, honestly. Cause like I think also to like What's an adjective? Oh my god. I wasn't thinking of that. But no, I was thinking, um, because y'all call them um adverts. We do. And I say advertisement. Like the yeah. the emphasis the emphasis is very different. So, um, but yeah, so we have pink pussy energy, which is Paula along with Venus, Minty, Gigi, and Silhouette, and we have the Flex Bomb Girls, which are Brigading along with Marina, Touring, Morgana, and Eva. Can I just say there was an opportunity with who was left in the final, like when they were choosing. 
there was an opportunity to put Marina and Zillowat on the same team. And I think Paula did the right thing by not putting them on the same team. Well, because Paula would have ended up with both of them on the team. But if the, she would have been on the other hand and say it was down to um, Brigadine to decide if she was going to put Marina on her team or if she was going to let Marina be on the team with Zillowat. Honestly, not to be shady, but I would have done it. Like, I would have let that yeah. team self-destruct. Because that's how you play Drag Race. I mean, it's yeah. shady. Yeah, there seemed to be, like, a little bit of, like... So, in Confessional, we see Brigadine saying, like, I want to pick the most well-rounded team and also the team that's going to get along the most. Whereas Paula was like, I'm just going to pick everyone in the top. And then proceeds to pick... Gigi. Gigi. Which and I get because Gigi... Gigi which I get because Gigi is, like, a dance queen. Yeah. But then don't say, like, obviously, like, she picked the two challenge winners as her first and second pick. Cool, whatever. But, like, I don't know. And then Minty, I think, in confessional was like, yeah, I'm glad I'm on this team because, like, I just wouldn't have worked well if I was on Brigadine's team. Like, that just wouldn't have... I'm like... So I'm anticipating. I'm going to call this now. I don't know spoilers on the season. It was one of the few seasons where I was like, I don't want to know spoilers. Um, I'm going to call it right now. Minty is going to end up in a group challenge like mid-season where she's working with someone she doesn't like and it's going to send her home. It's going to be either Brigadine or it's going to be Marina, I reckon. Marina, yeah. It's going to be one of those two. And she's going to get sent home for it. I'm just going to call it right now. I don't know it, it to be true. Honestly, I'm... Thing is, because I really want things like these to happen because I love the drama. Yes. I'm just... I don't know how the production team in the Philippines is going to go about these things. Yeah. Just because I don't know how Filipino reality TV is produced. It's like they're being fairly fair. Like, mm. I, I don't feel like anyone is getting an over or an under edit thus yeah. far which i really appreciate like it feels very like refreshing for drag race yeah that we're not really getting like there are people who i understand to potentially be front runners but a lot of people seem very very even so far yeah whereas like on most western seasons of drag race i could probably point out the winner by this point and, and i have no clue one. Yeah, I have a good it, idea of who I think is going to make it far, but mm -hmm. I could be incredibly wrong. Like, I've got a list of four people I think potentially could win. Ooh, let's tangent. Who do we? Who do we think? I'm curious if we have the same four. So, Precious Paula Nicole. Yeah. Minty Fresh. Yeah. Marina Summers. Yeah. Ovinas. Oh, okay. So my last one actually isn't Venus. My last one is Eva. Um, see, I want Eva to do well, but I'm not sure if she's getting the airtime. And, and I want Venus to do well, but I don't know. I feel like there's going to be... I feel like with Venus, and also I feel like with Morgana, I feel like they're just going to reach a challenge that they're just not good at, and they're going to fall on the bottom. I don't I feel think like it's going to happen lose... anytime soon, but... I do feel like we could lose... Eva and uh, Morgana are around fifth or sixth. I could see that for sure. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so everybody goes off. They're talking about their stuff. Um, Paula is talking in confessional about how like Venus looked at her lyrics and thought they were very like surface level. So she decides to tell a story instead and is talking about like being orphaned, which hadn't been brought up and then kind of just get, gets like nonchalantly brought up. Um, I feel like it might have been discussed at some point, but just not edited in. It might have been in an untucked. I feel like I remember that in an untucked. I haven't but watched not... this week's untucked, unfortunately. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, I will give you the... this was a good untucked. Good. It was I'm emotional, excited. but it was a good untucked. Um, so we see a lot of a lot of the workroom stuff revolving around Eva as well, having a lot of issues with not feeling like a performer. This was really insightful because we got kind of a glimpse into um, their perspective on the Filipino drag scene and specifically talking a lot about how um, to be successful in the Philippines, you have to be like a performer performer. Like, mm. a look queen would not do well in the Filipino drag club scene. And I also want to take this opportunity to thank everybody in our comments who, first of all, supported us. Appreciate y'all. But also um, gave us a lot of insight into the differences between the club drag scene and the pageant drag scene. Because it seems to be very, very, or not very, it seems to be a little bit more disparate than what I understand it to be in the U.S. Because I know we have a very strong pageant system and a very strong club system. Um, and so it seems, from at least my perspective and from what I read in the comments, it seems to be a very similar sort of divide. Mm -hmm. um, I do appreciate all the people who, who commented. That's kind of where I was going with that. But I loved hearing this from Eva as well and seeing it on the show. Like, she's been told that she's not a good dancer. And, like, spoiler, she did great in the challenge. Like, I thought she did wonderful in the challenge. I was shocked that they, like, that she's been told that she's not a good dancer. And I'm just wondering if that's the level of performance they expect in the Philippines. It seems like it. Because I'm going to be honest, like, I would say I'm probably on par with Eva. I don't know if I could keep up with someone like Toying. Yeah. So, um, I'm not getting booked in Manila anytime soon. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we get uh, Mama Pao's walkthrough. This was interesting because he, he kind of had a different energy with both groups. Like, with PPE, he was kind of like, Oh yeah, girls, go do it. Like you're gonna do great. Slay it felt very slay the world. world. And then over with Flex Bomb, the conversation was dominated by the fact that Brigading has been safe. And I'm like, why are we still talking about this? It has only been two weeks. Two weeks. And you only put three people in the top last week. Mind you, they had five people in the top in the first episode. But that's eight opportunities to be in the top. And unfortunately, Brigading did not have any of those. And it's just like, why are we pushing this narrative when, like, I just... I I keep saying it, but I think she's going to get jammed. 
I fully believe it at this point. Like, I fully believe it. I'm I'm on that board. I'm on that I'm on that train with you because I just I and then she's like, Well, how are you gonna contribute to your group brigading? And it's like, what the fuck do you mean? She's the team leader. Not only is she the team leader, but like we've seen she can perform. I don't know. She, it's it feels like, and I don't want to say anything negative because I am actually really liking Paolo as a host so far. Like three episodes in. I'm good with Paolo. There's a little bit of like unnecessary shadiness at some points, but I'm liking I'm liking him as a host so far. But my biggest thing is just like, do you have a personal vendetta against Brigading? And I don't know that to be true. This is a genuine like question because I don't know. It feels it's no, it's starting to feel, and I didn't watch all of Italia, but it feels like Priscilla's vendetta against Farida Kant in Drag Race Italia. Like, it, I don't know what Brigadine could do. I just don't think she's going to be successful in this season. I wish her the best. I wish her the best, too, because I really like her. But, I'm like, gonna... I'm so confused. At this point, I don't see Brigadine getting past eight. And I want Brigadine to do well because I really I mean, like Brigadine. That's what Jan got, so oh, we'll see. That quite literally is what Jan got. I think on both of her seasons. Well, Janice should have thought about that. Anyways, <sighs> Jan should have thought about that before uh, being she Jan was born. backpack. She should have changed her drag name to Jan Backpack. That would have been so fierce. Jan Backpack. Um, also, I just want to say I really um I did look this up, but I love that uh, I love that Flex Bomb was like a play on words of an already iconic Filipina girl group. Sex the Sex Bomb Girls, right? The Sex Bomb Girls, yeah. I love that. I think it was um I did a little bit of research as well. Love love the inspiration because um all of the Flex Bomb Girls were like, oh yeah, we were so influenced by the Sex Bomb Girls, like that was like is one of those like core memories from like growing up. So I love that they then took that um, and made it a part of their group. Um, we've got uh, recording with them. We've got Nadine Lustre. Lustre? Lustre? Sure. Uh, she is from a girl group. I don't remember which one offhand. I will quickly look that up for you. Yeah, I, I am also wonderful. looking that up. Um, oh no. Oh no. I'm only getting her as an actress. Oop. It does say singer in her occupation. Yes. Oh, pop girls. Um, pop girls, yes. Um, that is what her group is called. Pop girls. So um, No, that was her record label. No, it looks like that's the name of the girl group. Was Pop I... Girls? Oh, I don't. Okay, know. well, f my time. Um, Anyways, and also uh, award-winning music producer, Moofs. Just Moofs. Moofs. Uh, and he was, was hot. hot. Yeah, agreed. Oh, my favorite judge was back this episode. We'll talk about it later, but 
Rahul Laurel. I love Rahul. I love Rahul. Um, I didn't really write anything down specifically from the recording or the choreo rehearsal, if I'm being honest. Like, it felt like a traditional drag race yeah. recording and choreo. I remember that the Flex Bomb girls were really nervous after watching mm. Pink Pussy Energy. Um, They were, like, kind of nervous. But they went on stage as, during that choreo. They did the damn thing. They did their thing. Cool. Yeah, whatever. So, uh, workroom the next day, there is a, we have a quick conversation with Venus and Turing talking about body dysmorphia, which I love that this was also being brought up on the show. Um, Turing is like, yeah, I, uh, I didn't eat properly. And when I was a cheerleader, something, the Filipino version of a cheerleader. I don't know what that is specifically. I'm so sorry. Um, it was like Palm Squad or something. Palm Squad. Like when mm. she was talking about that, she was like, yeah, I was on Palm Squad. And like, I was skinny, but I hated my body. And uh, now I love my body. But body dysmorphia still exists. And uh, I completely agree with that. <laughs> mm. Like as, I, as a uh, dancer growing up and then now like, uh, not being a traditional dancer's body type. Um, mm. I definitely understand exactly where she's coming from. Yeah. I feel that as someone whose body has gone through many a metamorphosis in my life, mm. growing up being super skinny, constantly making comments, like believing that I was fat and having people having to, having people having to tell me, you're not fat. You need to stop saying that about yourself. And even though people sat me down and told me that, I did not believe that. So yeah, as someone who's, you know, survived body dysmorphia, it's nice to have these conversations on Drag Race, and it's nice for it to be discussed, especially among, like, men and male-presenting people. Yes. Because, you know, it's just not as spoken about. Like, I feel like there's a lot of discussion about eating disorders, specifically when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to men, like, eating disorders and body dysmorphia and, like, body identity issues just aren't brought up. No. There's just not space for that conversation all, all the time. Yeah. And it's I agree with you. tragic, and that's how a lot of men end up not being able to get help. Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. I appreciate that this was a conversation that we had. So, mm-hmm. shall we talk about some girl groups? Girl groups. Papa Fete. So we're going to start with Pink Pussy Energy. Um, this is literally the album cover because uh, both songs are currently available on iTunes. And the last time that I, listen. yeah, that and then cool. um, uh, the last time I checked, the um, Pink Pussy Energy was number seven on the Filipino Top 100, and Flex Bomb was number four. As it and I'm like, be. work. I love that. So i do have the lyrics i obviously will not be um speaking in tagalog because i don't speak that language or basaya for that matter because morgana used basaya i believe um i do believe yeah so i'm just going to uh read off the english translations of these lyrics uh some of them were fully in english some of them were in a mix of english and other uh native languages um 
but I'm just going to do the English ones because I speak English. And so, also because our viewers don't need to hear you butcher their language. I would rather not butcher Tagalog as a language or Bisaya as a language. I barely can speak English. So um, <laughs> we're going to start with Pink Pussy Energy. Uh, first up was Precious Paula Nicole. So her verse goes, my precious, delicious, ambitious. I may be orphaned, but I won't ever lack on my love for myself, like water that runs. So love yourself, sis, and strike a pose. It, um, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was good. I think Precious Paula Nicole was one of the better ones in her group. I have a lot to say about the notes in this group. Oh yes, we will we will do a lot of talking about the looks. Um let's see, silhouettes verse. I'm silhouette who's sharp amidst the hate. I follow my heart, you can't tear me apart. Just you just you wait for your time, your colors will shine. Ride or die, just the same. It's up to you, my kitties. Hey. I love the shout out to the drag children. Right. I was like, this was also fine. Mm. I mean are we going to talk about the looks now? Or are we going to save that for a bit? I was going to go through all the lyrics first and then talk okay. about the looks and the performance itself. Because um, I specifically have a lot to say about like Zillowettes. Oh, don't worry. I do too. Uh, <laughs> Minty Fresh. Wake up, says Minty Fresh coming through. Just like your dreams, it will all come true. Others look down on me. At least I'm pretty. Fresh top spot. Did you get a taste? I, I really liked that. this. It was clean. It was concise. It was Minty Fresh. She was it. She was what the challenge needed. I was shocked she was like low for the. Actually, no, I wasn't. Uh, I am not hungry. shocked she was low. I want to talk about her performance specifically uh, when we get there. But yeah, uh, Gigi's verse. OFW Queen. She's back at home again from Davo to Australia. My name is Gigi Era. If you're feeling homesick, just watch me how I flick. Three, two, one. You're my number one. Love that for her. It's definitely the weakest verse. It is. And what what's sad about that is Gigi is a good performer and Gigi yes. can really dance. Yes. It's just, I think lyrically she let herself down. And also, I mean, we'll get into the looks, but the look is something that needs to be discussed. Well, we've got one more verse. Let's talk about Venus. Um, hey, ladies, it's Venus Deluxe. She's fun and campy with fabulous looks. If I doubted myself, I may not be here. Just trust in your heart and a win won't be far. She was giving Spice Girls tease. I loved it. It really was. Like, I, she, the vocals, The down. best verse of her group, in my opinion. Venus was the best of the group. Point blank, period. I think it was Raho even said, if you weren't in this group, you would be the winner. And I... Yep. Don't know if I agree with that, but I think she would have been in the top. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think there were stronger people in the other group, but I still think yeah. she did wonderful. Okay, so the performance itself was incredibly chaotic. Yeah, it uh, was like very different energy levels, and it was so strange. Here's what I clocked. Venus was at 100 and doing the choreo properly. Like, if I needed to see if anyone was doing the choreo wrong, I looked at what Venus was doing and compared them to Venus. Agreed. Because Venus had it unlocked. Venus was at 100. Paula was at like a 95. I thought she did perfectly fine. Minty was at like a 50. Like she knew the choreo, but it looked like she was marking it. 
during the performance. Silhouette mm-hmm. didn't know what was happening half the time. Oh. And then Gigi looked like she was doing the exact opposite of what she choreographed. Yeah, and... Like, and when all... they did a hair flick to the right, she did a hair flick to the left. And I'm like, girl, what's happening? Okay, but she is from Australia and everything is upside down there. Okay, but she's originally from the Philippines, so that's not an excuse. I bet the toilet's still flush backwards in Australia. Also, like, there was a lot of disparity in the looks. Like, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Why? Okay, whose was it? It was during, okay, Minty's verse. Minty finishes her verse, and then everyone but Minty does a wig reveal. Odd. Odd. Incredibly odd. What I will say is some of them, I'm going to say it's Zillowette did not need that big orange wig on her head. No. Like, it was, I think that was part of the problem. I bet she was overheating in that wig because her yeah. wig was thick and it looked heavy. With this, like the blonde bangs and her current look, I mean, a good picture of it because she's 10 to the side. This was yeah. one of my favorite of the girl group looks from Zillowette. I don't think she needed the orange hair. And I think, honestly, no. The wig reveals were needed. I think it if could've... you're gonna do the wig reveals, do it at the chorus. Yes, and like, also pop off fate. Then you do the wig reveal. Yeah. Like that makes the most sense in my mind. And it's sad because this could have been such an iconic moment if they had done it at a time where it made sense. Or do it with the beat where it's like boom, 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 boom. You go down the line. But figure and everybody's fresh... revealing a wig. Precious and Gigi are the only two that look like they belong in a group. But Precious and Gigi look like they're working at a drag show in Cyprus. Zillowette yeah, is giving... I... Yeah, Zill... Sorry, Logan, go ahead. You, no, you go ahead, honey. Zillowette is the one that is giving me, like, girl group energy. Yeah. Like, she looks like a member of the hottest new K-pop group. I mean, yeah. I liked what Venus had on, and I liked what Minnie had on. But they're different shades of pink, and it's just, it's all over the place, stylistically. Looks, and if the judges did say this. It looks like Gigi, Paula, and Venus are all, like, a three-person girl group. Or, like, a three-person drag girl group who's performing at their local club. And then Silhouette and Minty are, like, people from out of town. Yeah. That like got the memo that things were pink, but didn't get the memo on the right shade of pink. And I understand that you can only go with like what you bring to Drag Race. So I do understand mm. that to an extent. And I I could I would bet good money there probably wasn't enough time to make an outfit mm. with how uh, much like rehearsing and choreo they had to do. They were probably just told bring a pink performance outfit, bring a purple performance outfit. A hundred percent, yeah. Um, that being said, I, I want my... what Zillowet is wearing. I really want it. It is a nice outfit. Yeah, you would look good in that. I think my favorite look of these five, honestly, is Minty. Yeah, Minty looks great. I like Minty's look a lot. I think Venus See, in... looks good. It's a, it's a bodysuit, but like she looks really good. Individually, everyone looks good. It just doesn't work as a group. I don't love Gigi's, but I would agree with everybody else. I know, but if Gigi wore that to a bar to like book in, no one's complaining. Oh, yeah. If she was doing, if she was, if this was like her second number and wearing that look, like, cool. Yeah. Love it. But, um, yeah. 
uh, overall, this was, like, perfectly fine. This, here's the thing, though. This probably would have won on any other franchise. Yeah, I agree. Like, because like, then... Feels, I was going to say, it feels like we're really digging into them. But that's only because the quality of these performances was so good. Like, they both did really well. They both did really well. And clearly, the the quality was here with the Flexbomb Girls. Like, this... The lyrics. Like, I just need to go through. Okay. Starting with Turing. Boom, Turing. You'll never reckon that this queen can make you burn. Charging, fighting, this fat bod could never stop me. Took me years to finally love this. Now that I do, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say let's do this. Eight left no crumbs, and I loved her outfit. I told you this is my bitch. And you were correct. This is my bitch. And also, like, I will quickly say. Oh, actually, we'll get to the looks later. Never mind. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, eight left no crumbs. Eva. Here's your majesty, call her Miss Eva. I'm classy and sassy, my feet are both lefties. You know the things that you can't do are not the things that define you. Find your purpose in your heart and nothing can stop you. A very typical drag race first, but well done. I like the sentiment, given what we knew like from the workroom stuff. It's a tad generic, but I don't mind it. Me neither. Um, Marina. Bitch. Fine fresh fish on a silver platter, serving up like a five-star dinner. I'm the new kid in the city, and I know I'm gonna be young, but wait till you see me. Prove that I can prove that I can conquer. Age is just a number. Oh my god, is that Marina? I'm your Filipino winner. Easily the best verse, no question. A. A. I honestly thought Marina was gonna win the challenge. I, I was really yeah. Did. I think, yeah, I honestly agree. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have minded if it was a tie between her and Turing. I, I think honestly, I maybe shuffled more towards Turing just because of the actual dance aspect. Don't I get me wrong. I agree. So, yeah. so here's why I was going to say that I'm not as surprised that Marina didn't win, because Marina had the best verse by far. But I've watched the performance like three or four times at this point. Marina shines in her solo part. But any other moment in the performance, she kind of fades into the background a little bit. A little bit. Just a little. Like she's not as dominant commanding. as she is. Or as she's not as commanding. Thank you. She's not as commanding in the group moments, but she really shined in her individual. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. Let's see. Brigadine. Bring it on, darling. I am the brightest star. A boy with big dreams, brave enough to fly far. You can reach for the heights. Don't let them take your rights. I'm here to say one thing. I am your queen. Queen, brig-a-ding-ding-ding. Brig-a-ding-ding-ding. She's got a brand. She's got a brand, brand, ladies and gentlemen. Brig-a-ding-ding-ding. Brig-a-ding-ding-ding. Brand located. Brand acquired. Um, I thought this was really, really good from Brig-a-ding. Agreed. I think she did well, and I think honestly, if they'd uh, if they'd given critiques or they'd picked three people out of this group to speak, mm, no, mm, I was gonna say they picked if they'd picked three people out of this group to speak to, I would have said Marina Turing and Brigadine, but then I remembered Lady Morgana, and I'm like, mm, no, yeah, because Lady Morgana, a 
Let's talk about Lady Morgana's verse. Hello, my friends. It's Lady Morgana. Got strength and honor. Yeah, representing the Davoenia. Won't bend to the Manilania. Even if I'm a country mama. So every Joe and Mary Sue all together now. Hello, bless you. This was all in Bisaya. So it was all translated to English. She was speed rapping in Bisaya. And also, when did Lady Morgana become a stunt queen? I don't know, but I'm loving everything I... I love everything I'm learning about Lady Morgana. Like... Honestly. Like, eight and left no crumbs. Truly. Let's talk about these looks. Um... (laughs) Are we gonna go straight back to Lady Morgana? We sure fucking are. Because, oh baby... Okay. This it's the hair. I like it the is. outfit. It's the hair. <laughs> it's the mid noughties Hillary Clinton hair. <sighs> she looks like, like a mid forties Karen, <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way possible because I love you, Lady Morgana. But I do honestly. I wish she had gone with like a short black wig. Yes. And it's not the most advanced dance outfit, but you know what? It fits with what everyone else is wearing. At well, least, like honestly, honestly. Steal one of Silhouette's black Bone Street wigs. That would have been yes. fine, too. I don't know if that's very Lady Morgana, mm-hmm. but I think it would have gone better than whatever this wig was. Yeah. I will say, I do like that she brought her entrance look panties back. I know, it's the entrance look panties! I was like, yay! And then the entrance look panties fell apart mid-performance. Oh, no. the, the jewel came off of the panties. Marina um, looked really great. Marina has my favorite look. It's simple, really nice it's hat. well done. She looks beautiful. Eva looks phenomenal. Brigadine, I wish it was a different color, but I think the silhouette is still good. And Turing looks fabulous. Hmm. I think with Brigadine, it's just because of the way the duochrome is photographed here, it looks a little brown. What I will say about Turing is I would wear that. I absolutely would too. Why? Because it's got safety pins in it, and that's very me. That is very you. When you get on Drag Race UK season 27, uh, your entrance look will just be all uh, safety pins. Safety will. pins together. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they ate. They ate. Okay, Pop off, ate. You ate. <laughs> Let's talk about the judges for the hottest seconds. There is not a group runway shot but I did want to highlight all of these looks um I believe Pau's dress is in reference um to the Sampaguita which is the national flower of the Philippines um and also what we're using on our thumbnails it feels fitting uh this is maybe the best Jiggly has ever looked Agreed. I love this. It's so... And she she said on Twitter it was Miranda Priestly inspired, and I see it. I love it. I want mm. it. Honestly, Just, Jiggly uh, does have some unaired looks from All Stars 6 that she posted. That are so good. That yeah, Jiggly good. has some like unaired looks from All Stars 6 that are really great that I love. Yeah. But honestly, I love how big this dress is. Yes. Karen, colored Karen looks beautiful. She does, and I love this dress. Yes, and then we had our guest judges. Rahul Laurel is back. Looking in a lovely suit. 
wonderful. And Nadine Lustre. I loved having her on the judging panel as well. I thought she brought a lot of really, really positive comments overall. Mm -hmm. So, And I loved the outfit. She was wearing a look. Yes. It's a little bit Mugler inspired. It is, yeah. I, I noticed that immediately. But... Let's talk about the runway. Category is Shake, Rattle, and Rampa. So all of these are inspired by Filipino folklore. I loved this category. I did too. Because like folklore and like mythology and stuff like that always really interests me, especially like cryptids. Like it's one of the things I was obsessed with growing up. And it's so, it was like really lovely to like learn about like Filipino mythology and folklore and folk tales and folk creatures. Like, I was excited. Absolutely, absolutely. We're going to start with Venus Deluxe, who was doing her version of the, what was it? The self-segmenting woman. Bitch. When she walked out in this, her legs literally looked separated from her body. I truly, she walked out and I was like, how the fuck is she walking? Agreed. I was like, what is going on? This is crazy. And I love the makeup and I love the outfit. It's just a it's just a bend of the body. And her guts are rhinestoned. Her, her innards are, are rhinestoned. Back. And I like, love the triangular I... wig. Yes. Do I want the the outfit to be a little bit more embellished, maybe? But she rhinestoned her guts, so I don't really care. Agreed. I love the wig and the makeup with this too. I don't know how like traditional this is to the folklore. Um but I love this. I love the triangular wig. Um Yeah, I mean this is just crazy. Crazy. My crazy cup is again. full. My cup is also full. She did the damn thing. Silhouette. Okay, a lot of people are going to be like, I don't. Well, I don't know how people are going to write this. However, I thought she looked phenomenal, and I don't get why why Paolo didn't like this, because Paolo was like, yeah, Paolo was like, oh, why are you not wearing black? It's like she's trying to do something different. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Paolo was like, why is she not? Wearing, why are you not wearing black? Why are you not wearing your brand? It's like. If this was on a regular season of Drag Race, Michelle Visage would have jumped out of her chair and started applauding her for wearing brown. Right? Like, we got two different... We got three different wigs from Silhouette this week that were not black. And the quality of this garment and the rhinestones... I mean, it's... Um, I don't know if it's a direct Mugler influ- uh, inspiration again, but I do... It does remind me of Kim K's Met Gala dress where she had the rhinestone beads yeah. to look at the water. I think she looks phenomenal. I love this color on Zillowette. I love the color of the red of the shoes. Her makeup looks really great here. I love this wig. Yeah. Honestly, this is fantastic. And I love that she has the um, vampire baby in her hands. Yeah, so she she's doing mother vampire holding her chanuk. Again, if pronunciations are wrong, I'm so sorry. Um, one of several people to do this concept. We'll talk about mm-hmm. the other two. But um, no, I actually really liked this dress. Um, it was different. It was the versatility that I had been asking for. Um, I I liked the hair. The makeup was good. 
the gown is good. I definitely got the Kim K potential reference as well. Again, I don't know if that's the direct, but I got that as well. Um, yeah, overall, I'm going to give Silhouette... I'm going to Silhouette a 90. My cup's full. Okay. I think maybe if she'd put a nice lace front on the baby, I could give it an overflowing. Oh my god. Kidding, not, kidding. Not, the, you... not the baby lace front. <laughs> With a bang. Sure, yeah. Touring bitch. Bitch. So Turing was a tick tick, which I a believe is like yeah. a bird type monster that shapeshifts. I love yeah. the quality of this garment. Yeah. It, she was talking specifically about how she was kind of like a like tick the tick tick is traditionally like a death bird. Mm. So, so what I from what I've researched Apparently, if a tick-tick is chirping loudly, then it's further away. And if it's chirping quietly, that means it's behind you and you're in trouble. Oh, good. Great. Um, Which sounds horrifying, honestly. Like, I'd never want to get lost in the Philippines. Because if I start hearing birds chirping, I'm going to (laughs) cry. I feel bad. Um, No, this this is spectacular. Like, every single thing about this is so perfectly done the theatricality of the way that she the moved way she on the runway so she moved like a bird she did like i i'm so happy that turing just had such a great week um i'm potentially seeing turing in the top four i hope i really would like to see i that. think she deserves it and i think anyone else is probably gonna have a struggle sending her home yeah um with that said my cup is overflowing my cup is full i maybe wish that was a shoe marina summers she was the queen of the sukhoi again so sorry about the pronunciation queen of the mermen is is the concept marina is going for this was gonna be overflowing for me until this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race. Spoiler alert for anyone here. We've got a similar outfit from Miss Fierce Delicious of Canada Drag Race Season 3. And Miss Fierce, I mean, I wasn't on the episode for this because I was out. But I was. Miss Fierce Delicious did a similar concept yeah. of like mer people in such an elevated and like high quality way that I'm now looking at this mm. and not feeling as impressed by it but then again yeah. I understand marina probably has access to less materials than fearsalicious does because fearsalicious lives in sure. north america and marina lives in the philippines sure that being said marina looks fantastic like this is still a brilliant look i love this i think it was it was a very different it was very different than what anyone else did on the runway which i did appreciate mm-hmm. um the only issue i have personally is I have a disconnect with the hands and the feet because it's a full body suit. Plus she has her face kind of painted in a, in a like aquatic way. She should have painted. I was going to say she should have painted her hands and maybe just put something or different shoes on. Yeah. Like a, like a, not, not this shoe. (laughs) Just like not this shoe. Um, but overall, I think this was really good. She she presented it very well. Um, because of the shoe and the hands, I'm going to give her a 98. Mm-hmm. I love the stoning details. 
I love the color of this. I think this color looks beautiful on Marina. Yes. I think the only other issue I had was it just the fitting in some places. It could have just been yeah. brought in just a tiny bit. But um, for the quality of this and how gorgeous this is, and also Marina doing something different with her makeup, I'm going to give this a 95. Sure. Party. Let's talk about Brigadine. Brigadine was doing the Zalika Mata, which, um, from my understanding, is a clairvoyant goddess sort of character in uh, Filipino folklore. Hmm. This is fine. Hmm. I don't have the references because this is one of the few that I didn't get to research. So yeah. I don't have the references to understand this and appreciate this as much. Yeah. But as far as the drag look goes, I do think it's quite, it's well done. I do think there are other people on the runway, like because she walked out after Marina, I do think there's other people on the runway who have higher quality looks than this. And I oh, think I don't what... I don't think this was in order. I don't think I put the oh. looks in order. No, because oh, well, the first anyway. one out on the runway was Paula. Oh yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I think for me, I think I wish the eyeballs looked more real and also the skin suit isn't the most fitted yeah i, I don't know said, it... God. i'm enjoying brigading in some flat hair and also this really different makeup yeah i i think i think it's a good solid look it's just compared to everybody else on the runway it's a little bit whelming um like i'm not wowed by this the performance of it was good, but uh, there's just some some polish issues that I'm having. Mm. But I think overall, like she looks, she looks good. Actually, you know what? I said this about Turing, but I'm going to take back what I said about the heels because I don't think she needs them. Because I'm looking at Brigadine, and I feel like if Brigadine wore heels in this, it would have taken away from the look. Yeah, so I'm going to say if they didn't wear heels, they didn't wear heels. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I give Brigadine an 80. I'm also going to give Brigadine Ding Ding an 80. Yeah. I honestly think this runway look is the reason she didn't win. To be honest. Possibly. And I think Turing's runway look is why she won. Yeah. Especially since Paolo has been, like, very on it with people having garments that don't fit well, which is why I think Marina Specifically didn't Specifically Turing. Hmm. And also but... to uh, Prince. Because you remember on episode one, that skin suit didn't fit. Yeah. And um, Paolo said, Mama, go home. Literally. He said, get out. Yeah. No, Phoebe. No. Eva McQueen. She was doing a um, a mix of the Impactita, which is like a spirit auntie situation, and an Aswang shapeshifter character. Okay, so I looked into what an Aswang was. Terrifying. I'm not going to speak yeah. about what it does on the pod because it's terrifying and horrifying yeah. and scary. And I think Eva did capture that. I yeah. love this hair. I think the red just needed to be a darker red to fit with the rest of the look. But other than that, and also the wings moving on by themselves is really impressive. There's lots of elements I enjoy. I think I would have switched the shoes for like a blood red heel. It's an yeah. I want to like this more, but I'm still it's 
you know what I mean? Like when you want to really yeah. like something, but it's just like little details you notice. Yeah. I also think I would have chosen a different set of teeth for this for Eva. Because mm-hmm. you can get good, like, horror teeth, but I think these just are sitting quite odd on her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the wings were a nice touch. I think overall it's good. I it just... I And I don't know if this is because I don't understand the cultural reference, so please let me know otherwise. I don't understand the hair. Because she's like, and then I have some Bette Midler hair, obviously referencing Hocus Pocus, and I'm like... Well, first of all, uh, first of all, we don't love that reference anymore. But two, um, it just didn't. I I'm probably missing something culturally, but it just didn't connect to the rest of the look. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna give Eva an eighty as well. I'm gonna give Eva an eighty-five just because I appreciate a lot more of this than I did appreciate from Brigadine. Sure. I think I would have probably given it a 90 if the shoes were different. I don't like the shoes. Sure. sure. Party. Lady Morgana. So I saw this come down the runway. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was Trey didn't like the session. I hate So he you. had gutted me so and threw much. me in the fire. But you know I didn't die. I had crystallized. And now I'm a Glamazon bitch ready for the runway. And now you can't unsee it. I hate you so much. No, you don't. Um, Lovely gown. Lovely gown. And I love what she's doing with the hands. So Morgana is uh, portraying a Sarimanok which is a bird creature that saves people from other creatures. And it's a very famous and well-known mm. uh, reference and mythological uh, creature specifically in Mindanao. Mm. I love a lot about this. Mm-hmm. I hate the wig. Really? Because the gown is wonderful. I love what she's doing yeah. with her makeup because for this look, I love what she's doing with her makeup and I love what she's doing with her hands. The wig looks like it's been teased, but it's not been combed over properly. Um, and no. I don't know if it specifically needs to be a rainbow hair for this, uh, for the reference she's making. Yeah. From what I'm understanding, she probably does. I do wish she had a better quality wig than this because I think this wig is doing her a disservice. Especially when she's got a, a gown as beautiful as this. Um, from the cursory uh, research that I've done, it needed to be a rainbow wig. Yeah, I wish she had a nicer rainbow wig. Yeah, I... I like it. I think it's fine. I think the gown is fine. Again, it gave me it gave me Kennedy Davenport. Like that was literally like the only thing I could hyperfixate on. You were um, so wrong for that. Like wrong. I'm like, not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong though. Like anyway, um, I love her makeup here. This is that's what I want to focus on. Like the makeup is so different you know and well done. What? 
interesting angular movements. We didn't say it at all in the Canada recording, and I <gasps> I'm not going to lie. We didn't have a moment to. There were no interesting angular moments in that episode. Actually, going back, yeah, I've, there was a lack of pointiness. There was a lack of pointiness. Um, Can you tell that we're recording Canada and Philippines in the same day? Probably because I'm wearing the same outfit. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think it's overall it's fine. It's good. Lady Morgana looks good. I'm giving her an 85. I'm also giving her an 85. Honestly, it could wait, cup could have been full if she had a nice wig. Oh boy, Gigi. Okay, Gigi era. Okay, so I know she was. My thing with Gigi. Is Gigi took this extremely lit- literally and did the? Can you say the name of the creature? Because I'm going to butcher it. Chunuk. There we go. She went for the literal Chunuk. Like, so what it is is like a vampire baby that sort of cries in the middle of the woods and lays uh, people astray, and yeah. then attacks them. Yeah. And this is a very good literal interpretation of that. But I believe, I think Paolo said this, it needed to be more drag. Like, it needed to be draggier. It need, She needed a lash. And also, this is just, like, something I saw in regards to setting. Did anyone else notice there were times when Gigi was being critiqued or being discussed where she was all of a sudden had, like, this long black wig on and then it would cut back to her and she had her bonnet back on? Yes, I did notice that. It was odd. See, okay, here's the thing. I love this. I love every part of this. I don't give a fuck that she's not wearing a lash. Because I, what good is a lash on this look when she's a fucking baby? She's a fucking baby. Yeah, but she can be a baby. Why the still... fuck? This is drag to me. She can be a baby and she can still serve cunt though. But, okay, if she had a lash on, would we be focusing on the fact that she had a lash on? No. We wouldn't give a fuck that she had a lash on. Like, I don't know. This, for me, this was everything to me. The the performance, the way she crawled down that runway, I don't give a single fuck. My cup is full. (laughs) Work, Miss Gigi. Work, Miss Gigi. I don't know what to rank this, honestly. I don't know, because, like, pardon me if it's such a good... Is this, is this the good... first time you're ever going to abstain? I don't know if I'm allowed to do that, but, like... I mean... It's a great interpretation of a Chanuk, but I, I don't know if it's draggy enough. Sorry, I'm going to give this an AE. That's fair. Out of respect. I don't give a fuck. My cup's full. I love this. <laughs> it's the first time we're disagreeing, but not this, the first time. We've this had several opportunities. This, uh, this episode, yeah. You fucking bitch. Minty Fresh, she is doing a witch doctor. She reminds me of that book because she's got lovely bones. Oh my god. Oh my god. This is fine. I think my thing is the woven part of the dress is just a little bulky. Yeah, I it swallows her up. 
And I don't think the, I think the way the bones are sitting as well is like sitting on a weight, it's creating sort of a saddle shape on her hips and we're losing that mini fresh shape. That being said, there are a lot of details about this that are exquisite. Like I'll get into the shoes because the shoes look really cool. The shoes, yeah. And I love that she had sort of this item in her hand and I love the hair. There's a lot of positives about this, but the main garment itself is just a little, for lack of a better word, frumpy. Yeah, I I still like it, though. I think overall it works as a look. I understand the character that she's portraying. Um, I do agree that the look is a little... I would say maybe bulky is the word I would use Mm -hmm. in reference to this. But I still think Minty looks really good. I love this change on the makeup that she did. Because this is a little bit different to what we're tr- we've traditionally seen from her. Um, I like the bone cage concept. We've been seeing that a little bit more recently on Drag Race, and I do really, really like it. Um, I'm going to give her an 80. I'm going to give her an 80. I feel like we're giving everyone an 80 tonight, but, like, no one looked bad. Yeah, no one was, like, terrible. No one was Thank absolutely God. horrific. You know what, though? I kind of wish this had been... Well, not the first runway, but I kind of wish we had gone to see these looks. I kind of want to see what Corazon and Prince would have wore. Prince right. especially. I don't know if they've posted them yet, but if they have, we'll, we'll bring it up in the next in the next episode. But last up is Precious Paula Nicole, who was actually the first person to walk the runway, and I just messed up the order. Um, so she is giving birth... Two, three Chinooks on the runway. And this also ties into something that she talks about during critiques um, and that she talked about in her lyrics as well, um, that this was a direct uh, reference to her mother and the fact that her mother had three kids and that she was the Chinook um, crawling on the stage towards Jiggly. And then fell off the stage. I'm sorry, I did laugh at that part when it fell off stage. Oh, when it fell off stage, I screamed. Truly, like, that was so fierce. The entire runway presentation of this was so fierce. I loved this. I loved the wig reveal. The wig reveal, the birth, the look... The look even itself is really well done. The cup is overflowing for me. I'm gonna agree. Like, I... I just... This is the first time... For me... That I'm seeing that pure star factor... From Precious Polynicle. Honestly, I believe it was... Vogue prophet Laomi Maldonado, who once famously said, "I I would agree with you." For our Spotify, um, for our Spotify listeners, I'm I'm doing that thing, uh, Laomi does when she applauses, where she taps her thumb and index together. But yeah, my cup is overflowing. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, was this was that your favorite of the week? Hmm. I know it's really difficult. I have two. I'm going to say it's between Precious Paul and Nicole and Zillowat. Oh! Because I really love what Zillowat wore. 
It's it's um it's Paula and Turing for me. I'm gonna give it to Paula. Yeah, I agree. Party. Um, so we talked about Paula's breakdown on the runway, and now it's time to talk about Zillowettes. Let's talk about the first of many, because you didn't watch Untucked. This is the first of many. Oh jeez. Uh, breakdowns that Silhouette has in the episode. Um, but first, I want to talk about Brigadine getting called back when the winning team is announced. She just gets called back to the runway. All of her teammates are off stage. She gets called back and she's like, and Pow is like, well, how do you feel about not being underestimated anymore? And I'm like, why are we doing this? Yeah, I thought she was being pulled back for like power to be like actually to be in the bottom. I honestly yeah. that's what I thought was gonna happen. I was like And I would have been mad if that was the case. I would have been pissed. Yeah. Oh I know honestly... she's just like mm. she's just like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy. I'm happy I led my team to a win and yeah. I did also think there was possibly a moment where she was gonna also give her a win. I'm like, you did great. I also, week. yeah, I did too. It would have been weird had no one else been on stage. And then she goes back to Untucked and be like, Turing, guess what? I also won. Like, I thought that would have been weird, but I wouldn't have been mad at it. Mm. I don't, it but was just odd. I think she's incredibly she should, odd. I think she probably should have just addressed it in front of the team. Like, do you she remember? Been like, she should have been like, Flex Bomb, you win. Brigading, how do you feel? Okay, yeah. touring you're the winner. You the, touring you're the winner of the challenge. Yeah. Brigadine, how do you feel? Like that's you, how it should have gone. Do you do you remember when they did Trump the Rusical and then like Rue was like, "Yes, you're the winning team." Da da da. Scarlet Envy, you did a really good job casting this. Yes, like, I was. It could have just been that, especially yeah. since this episode was an hour and a half long. It was wild. I didn't. Understand. I'm going to ask. I'll be honest with you, I was watching this when I was extremely tired, and I did doze off between the rehearsals and the recording, and then woke back up when it was time for them to get on stage. Oh, no. And that's not to say I didn't enjoy the episode. Yeah. I'm just, um, what we call, sleep-deprived. I I feel that on a spiritual level. Um, But yeah, so Brigadine goes back, Paula has her moment, and then Silhouette has her moment, um talking about how she's never really had a strong support system like what she has currently um, on Drag Race. Talks about how she was raised by her grandma and now her grandma doesn't even recognize her. She gets into that a little bit more in Untucked, so I'll get there when we talk about Untucked, but um, just has a full a full breakdown on stage. Yep. The first of several. In this episode. But everyone was crying on this episode. It was wild. Yeah. Wild. Um, and then Pow asks who should go home. Everyone says Gigi except for Gigi. Gigi says silhouette. Okay, let's go to Untucked really quick. So um while the top girls are in the back, Eva had a lot to say. She said that the other group was kind of bland. Um, she was very happy to win a performance challenge, and she said that she doesn't think she would have had the same sort of support from her group had she been in the PPE group. 
She was just like, I don't think I would have gotten the support to do as well as I did if I was with those girls. And I completely agree with her. I do think so. I think I think the groups really worked out very well because there was no sort of like people who are currently pissed off at each other in the same groups. Which made the episode yeah. go smoother because there wasn't people like fighting or arguing. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, to my knowledge, at least, because I haven't seen it Speaking of arguing, um, so everybody comes back. Silhouette has a really interesting comment. She's she's saying that the Flex Bomb girls manipulated their weaknesses as a group to do well and specifically highlights Eva. As saying, like, Eva's not a good performer, but you manipulated it so that way she would do well. And Eva gets offended by this and, like, is kind of, like, talking through tears a little bit. Like, she's trying to hold it back. And I did appreciate in this moment, Silhouette straight up is like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. Mm. Like, she's, Silhouette is clearly having her own moment and is unaware of, like, the impact of what she's saying at that exact moment, because she had just had her moment on, on the runway. She's currently having her second moment coming back into the workroom. So she straight up is just like, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to offend you. Um, I don't have a problem saying sorry, unlike certain people. And they hyper zoom on Marina, who is sitting right next to her, and they give her the sound. I'm like, you've got to be joking. You've got to be joking. Like, can you imagine apologizing for like saying something to someone, and then you immediately use that apology to stab the person next to you? And it's just like, yeah. I need to go. So, you I, have to watch this untucked. It's really, really good. I'm so um, sorry I didn't get to watch it before recording, but honestly. I love this season. <laughs> I know. Um, Silhouette then comes after, I think, Gigi. I think Gigi is the main person that she comes after for, like, embellishing her statements. <laughs> and it felt very, honestly, the way Silhouette was describing Gigi and other queens felt very, like, the way... Everybody got in Laganja on season six for doing like the yes, mama, yes, God, like all of that kind of stuff. It felt very similar to that. I don't know if anybody else who watched it felt that way, but I definitely did. And it was really strange. Um, and then um, just to, you know, add insult to injury. I hated this, by the way. So you know how last week they popped up a photo of Corazon and her father? Yeah, this week they popped up a photo of Silhouette and her Lola. That Immediately, no, immediately, room goes silent. Silhouette walks off to the mirrors. She's like, I'm not doing this right now. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And then no, everybody, was... like, and then everybody had the realization moment of, like, what's on the screen, and Turing was like, oh. Like, just having a full moment. And this is where Silhouette, and she even says it in her confessional, which was clearly filmed after. She literally was like, yeah, I had a full breakdown. Like, I don't full blame on... her. Like... Yeah. 
in that emotional moment and having literally just spoken about her Lola and then seeing her up on the screen after she's just had like an emotionally intense argument with like three different people production why would you do her like like no one thought to pull up a picture of like Marina's like I just or Gigi I don't know like Brigadine literally anyone else but so Silhouette has this like it's easily like a 10 minute just like yelling getting all of the emotions out getting all of her frustrations out at multiple moments cues to Marina and is like you you know Marina you know what kind of mother I am you know what kind of like nurturing person I am like I can't take this anymore and Marina in confessional is just like I understand what she's going through all I can do is just sit here and nod and like I want to give her like I I I don't want to give her any more like ammo and like I'm sitting literally across the room from her and she's still referring to me like imagine what would have happened had I been like standing with her because some of the other girls moved from the couch like over to the um the mirror area to like try to comfort silhouette and it doesn't really work like Venus is over there Morgana was over there. I think Paula was over there as well. Um, And she's just, like, going on and on about, like, the stresses of being here. She talks about how, like, she's not in this for, like, the competition. And, like, if you want the crown, go take the crown. Like, she's not here to fight with anybody else. She's not here to compete against anybody else. Um, Multiple times references, like, potentially quitting which is why then the moment in the lip sync makes a lot of sense. Like, if you didn't watch Untucked, you're truly getting 30% of the material. Honestly. Because then, in confessional, she was like, in confessional, Silhouette's like, yeah, I was ready to quit. In that moment, I was ready to quit. And I would have been upset if she did, because I love Silhouette. I would have... I would have been upset because I like her, but I would have understood yeah. given everything that happened. And then on top oh, yeah. of that, production prodding her in that way. Yeah, I production really did not need to do that. that. And maybe that was pre-planned or whatever, regardless of, like, the fight that was happening. But, like, y'all could have pulled it. And I really didn't appreciate that from production. <sighs> There's a lot more that happened, but that's kind of the the bare bones of it. I would say go watch all of the Untucked for this season because all of them have been really good so far. But like, go watch this one in particular. I'm now understanding why Jiggly tweeted about this Untucked yeah. in particular. Yeah. She did tweet it in Tagalog, so I don't know what she said, but uh-huh. from my understanding, what she said was pretty dramatic about it. Yeah. Yeah. So... We go back to the runway. Uh, we already found out that the winner was Torres. Uh, um, with all of the other Flex Bomb girls being high in the challenge. That's Marina, Morgana, Eva, and Brigadine. Safe, we have Paula and Venus, which yeah. I agreed with given challenge performance and runway. Um 
So we end up with a bottom three of Gigi Era, Minty Fresh, and Silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the bottom two was correct. Yeah. So the bottom two is Silhouette and Gigi Era. I completely agree. I don't think there was a universe. Given the performances from both Gigi and Silhouette, I don't think there was a universe where Minty Fresh would have been in the bottom. Had one of these two performed better than her, I think Minty could have been in the bottom. Yeah. And honestly, like, so we found out the lip sync is Glamazon by RuPaul. My favorite RuPaul song of all time in oh, actuality. I completely disagree, but I do yeah. like the song. I love it. And um, we get two very different interpretations of this song. So Silhouette takes it more in like a powerful ballad kind of sense, which is strange because it is more of a dancey song. But it is a mid-tempo sort yeah. of dancey song, so sure. And then Gigi has done what... Gigi commits what I'm now considering to be one of the big Drag Race crimes. She overdanced to it. She did too much for this song. Yeah. Glamazon is not a song you need to do cartwheels and splits to. You need maybe one or two good gags. If at all. But I feel like she was popping out too many dance moves and was giving too much energy. And also, side side note, the fact that she's dressed as like a vampire baby is just sending me for the slip sync. <sighs> yeah. So I do think I do think I do think Zillouette um outperformed her. Honestly, I would have been more okay with a double elimination. I didn't love either of their performances. I also I, I don't wanna I, th I thought both performances were perfectly acceptable. I also don't think Glamazon is a great lip sync song. I don't think there are there are countless other RuPaul songs that they could have picked. And the last time we saw Glamazon performed, it wasn't a great lip sync either. Yeah, I just it's sad because I enjoy it and I think. Personally, I performed that song and I've enjoyed performing it, but I just feel like it's just never been done well on Drag Race. I also think with the theme, and this just might be me, we've gotten like the sort of monster or cryptid sort of runway theme done all across different Drag Race franchises now. To this day, I am miffed, peeved, may I say aggravated, that the Monster Mash has not been a lip sync yet. Could you imagine... I mean, Drag Race Philippines would probably be the last place to do it. Uh, but, yeah. like, I would have loved that for this runway theme. Yeah. But anyway, Silhouette does win. Almost quits on the spot. <laughs> Decides not to, and we lose Gigi. Gigi. I'm sad. Gigi was one of my faves. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm upset, too. I really liked Gigi. It, it was valid given everything that happened in the episode, but yeah, I'm just sad because I feel like Gigi has a lot of potential, and I've enjoyed Gigi as a character on the show. It's just sad, but um, that is unfortunately the way the Drag Race ball rolls. And this is such a good cast. I think every elimination from now on is probably going to feel like this. Yeah, I 
I am excited for when they do Down Under versus the World so that we can get Gigi Era representing Agreed. both Australia and the Philippines. Um, at least I would hope. But that's that. Next week is a Rusical. Exciting. Interesting that they're doing two musically based challenges back to back. I don't tearing, love that. Turing might faint on stage, so we'll see. Cue the sirens. Remember when they did that for when Taste like cut her thumb a tiny bit? And yeah. we all thought like Taste was gonna be like eliminated. Because, yeah. Because they made it sound like she had to be escorted in an ambulance when all she did was split her thumb open. Don't use the uh the copper wall, whatever you do. Not Don't unless do you want to look like a teletubby. Bag of chips. Anyway. That's Drag Race Philippines. Like, comment, share, do all that shit. And, uh... Papa Fate. Papa Fate. Beautiful. Papa Fate. I'm incredible. Papa Fate. I forgot how the record goes. We are singing very, very off from each other, but it's okay. I'm always singing off. I have a flat.